This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Tonight it's Ray Warren and Tony Squires as the Hain plane touches down on the Gold Coast. Not an eel, not a 49er, not an Olympian, but a Titan. How did the eels miss out? We'll ask Hain's manager Wayne Beavis. And what does it mean for the Titans and the game on the Gold Coast? Welcome to the Rush Hour. Yeah, there's your story on this Wednesday night. It is a huge story. We'll get all the way through it in the hour that we have to share with you. Ray Warren, g'day. Hey, Squazzy, what's doing, mate? Uh, look, I'm very... I'm, are you surprised? No, I'm, I'm, we're going to get... We're going to dig deep. We're going to dig deep in this hour, as only you and I can dig deep. Uh, we, <laughs> we dig ourselves into holes all the time. Uh, so we're going to do that. But just from the off, you personally, when you heard that news, surprise you? Yes, it did surprise me because I seem to remember that Jared Hayne said very much so that uh, thank you for giving me a release. Thank you for understanding that I want to pursue the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do come back to rugby league ever, it'll be back to Parramatta. So in many ways, if you're a Parramatta supporter, and I'm not saying that I am, I can imagine the disappointment for Parramatta people to learn that uh, this, this outstanding player, this outstanding individual has now decided to go to Titans and take up this enormous offer, which you can't blame him for, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, to, in a word, disappointed. Yeah, well, look, obviously some Eels fans out there, one triple three five three across the hour. Obviously, if you want to share your thoughts, we're more than happy to have a chat with you. We'll talk to Wayne Beavis as well, uh, the manager, to see exactly how it all panned out. We heard it was late last night the, uh, the decision was made. Uh, at the airport, of course, today, the signing. We saw the press conference as well. We'll get there. There's so much also. James Maloney is uh, he's fighting the contrary conduct, the twisting of the leg. Uh, it's a very important one. Great evening for the Sharks, given it's two or three weeks out for him and that minor premiership for those Sharkies hangs a little in the balance. All that ahead, this is a Rush Hour. You're listening to Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Rush Hour Triple M, Tony Squires, Ray Warren with you on this Wednesday evening. It turns out Jared Hayne had another dream. Lucky that uh, Jared Hayne writes, keeps a notepad next to his bed when he dreams, Rab, because he writes them all down. He's had a crack at a lot of them. As we know, he left the Parramatta Eels. He went to San Francisco. He did manage to play in the NFL. That had been one of his dreams. He then, of course, uh, tried the Fiji Sevens to get to the Rio uh, Olympics. That didn't happen. He's now, as we know, that's the story of the day, he has signed to play uh, for the next season, couple of seasons and the rest of this season for the Gold Coast Titans. The figure we are hearing is $1.2 million a season. Uh, the people who are feeling most disenfranchised at the moment would be the Parramatta Eel supporters who fully believe that if he were to return to the NRL, he would be doing it in an Eels jumper. We're going to hear him talking about that in a moment, Rabs. But first, for those who are just coming home and just uh, getting across this news, this is Jared Hayne from today's press conference. It's been a very emotional to make this decision and it's something that, you know, took a lot. And, you know, I, I waited as long as I could, you know, I... Never thought I'd join another club, and not in my wildest dreams. I, I never thought, uh, you know, I'd be up in the Gold Coast. And a part of me sad because obviously I've, I'm not going to go back to the club that I that I grew up with and um, that I love as a as a as a kid and, and come through. But then that, that, that's the excitement as well um, of joining the Titans and knowing what they're about, um, their future going forward. You know, at the end of the day, I wanted to play footy this year, and 
the way that you know the board is at power and, and the things that have gone on there this year couldn't get something done and uh, you know it's it's sad and um, it, it hurts me just as much as I know it hurts the fans down there you know I've been you know back from Fiji for you know over a month now and you know every week I'd ask my manager you know what's Para doing where's Para's offer and there was nothing on the table um, I know there's speculation you know last night they come out that they tabled an offer but you know it, None of, none of that got brought to me formally and, you know, it was disappointing. You know, I sat down with Brad and we spoke about, you know, the future and, you know, for me, I thought, you know, I obviously, you know, I always see myself at power and um, I guess with the way that things that happen there, um, from, a, you know, I guess a business point of view and a, and a board point of view, that's, you know, obviously affected the club in, in ways with me making this decision to come up here. You know, I think in the, in the end, Power have got more, more issues, you know, off the field than they do on the field, you know, with the board and with the direction that club's going to go, you know, in the coming years. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be hurt by this decision. And I guess, you know, in a way, I'm, I'm sorry because, you know, that, that club doesn't mean a lot to me, as I know. It means a lot to people in Western Sydney. Jared Hayne talking today at his uh, press conference announcing that he had signed for the Titans. The Parramatta Eels did uh, release their press release saying that uh, they did communicate an offer to Jared Hayne's management in the past 48 hours. This offer was made after reviewing the consequences of the NRL salary cap decision and the importance of maintaining a strong roster for 2017 and 2018. While it was a substantial offer, we were advised by Jared's management that it was not comparable to the other proposals the club wishes Jared well in his future endeavours. As you said, Rabs, he had every, has every right to do what is right for him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, and he made a special mention there that he hadn't heard a formal yep. offer come from Parramatta. And, and I want to rush in there and defend Max Donnelly a little bit here because he's been trying to sort out what has been a train wreck for the last fortnight, I think, and they probably couldn't have moved any quicker than they did. I mean, they were still trying to find out from the NRL just how much money they were allowed to spend under the cap and uh, what have you uh, in relation to next year. So they had their hands tied, um, unlike, like, unlike the Titans and those people and the Dragons, who I'm led to believe, made a formal offer. Mm -hmm. So I'm just defensive of Max Donnelly. He's been there five seconds as the administrator... Uh, with a temporary board, I think, made up of three other people. But but the, the fact is that Jared is recognising the fact that tonight the Parramatta faithful are, I would imagine, depressed, to say the word. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they would be feeling. And there are many things that would make them feel that, one of which would be, I guess, the attitude that Jared's, Jared seemed to make public when he was leaving about what would yeah. happen should he return. Now, let's just play you a little bit of that. Oh, look, you know, like, like I always said, you know, if I, if I ever come back, you know, I'd, I'd go to Parry if they wanted me. So yeah. that was always something I said from the start. And, um, you know, it's funny when you see media outlets trying to say that I'm doing this and I'm mm. doing that. And it's it's even funnier when you see Parry fans trying to, you know, get online and, and have a go at me as well. I'm just like, yeah. well, you know, if you believe that, you're a clown. So There you go. He did uh, indeed say it. Now, the, the idea that the – and we'll speak to Wayne Beavis very shortly and put it to him – the idea that if it wasn't a formal offer – Surely there's some kind of relationship, though, between Jared and that club that, you know, they can kind of go, OK, that's not formal, let's get something done. 
Yeah, I, that's the point I, I guess I was making in a roundabout way. The, the phrase that he used there, I would come back and play with Parramatta if they wanted me. Yeah. I think there's sufficient evidence to suggest that Parramatta did indicate yes. they wanted him, but as I explained just a few seconds ago, it, it, it's a whole new ball game there with Max Donnelly and uh, the people that he's got around him at the moment trying to work out with the NRL how much have we got to spend. I mean, it's only... Again, it's again five seconds ago they found out how much they were going to save, but not by not having Kieran Foran. So the words the words ring pretty loudly with me. If they wanted me, I don't think there's any doubt that Parramatta wanted him. Except the fact is that they couldn't table a formal offer because I think they were handcuffed. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, the, obviously the Titans did want him. They can he can play should he be fit. The deal has been ratified. Here's something to throw at you, at Rabs. The NRL owns the Titans. Brisbane and the Gold Coast Suns struggling in the AFL in that part of the world. It's kind of the best chance for a bit of cut through for both that club and the game in the area. The NRL would be thrilled, one would imagine, with how this has worked out. Oh, absolutely. I, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. When Gary Ablett Jr. signed to play with the Suns, I mean, the AFL were just pounding their chest, you know, like King Kong. Yes. And I think the NRL deep down would be thinking, wow, this is a big victory for the game. You know, let, yep. let's forget about the brotherhood, whether it's the Titans or the Eels. This is the perfect place for us to have Hain, the Hain plane actually make its landing. Yeah, it's a huge signing for the area, huge signing for that club that has been through so much. Biggest signing, I guess, since Wally Lewis played those 34. Maybe Wayne Bartram. Uh, no, Wally Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to Wayne Bartram, but it's probably the best signing. I knew St George would get in here somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's sad, isn't it? It's a Rush Hour Triple M. We'll get your sports update next. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Thanks for your company on a Wednesday night. Uh, still no word from the judiciary where James Maloney is fighting that contrary conduct uh, uh, charge. The twisted leg on Conrad Hurrell. I'm not sure exactly, Rabs, what his defence is going to be. I think he's going to say that Conrad came up to him after the game and said he was just bunging it on, uh, which I think is terrific. Terrific defence, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a fair way to go. Yep. But uh, at the end of the day, um, he would be a tremendous loss to them, but stopping them from winning the minor premiership, I still maintain it's going to come down to the last round. I think you'll find they play Melbourne at yep. Amy Park. And that, and that could be the blockbuster of, of all time for this season, I should say. Will be brilliant. All right, but any word we hear, you will hear immediately. Time for this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports Update. Speaking of that judiciary, Tyson Frizzell has been handed a one-match suspension uh, overnight for touching the referee. The decision came after many in the NRL community called for a change to the rules which see players suspended for minor and often incidental touches of the referee. And I think Tyson Frizzell's touch on Chris James would have fallen into that category, or is that just me being a blind St George supporter, Rabs? No, I don't think, you, I don't think uh, there's any need for you to use your, your often used bias mm. on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've got an open mind, I suppose. I mean, there, there's a school of thought that says any... Anything is too much. Any yeah. touching of the referee is too much. There, there is that school of thought out there. Then there's the other school of thought, which has been promoted more recently, I think by Coach Nathan Brown, who 
is the first to put his hand up and say, why don't we just find these people yep. monetarily um, for, for things like this that keep them out of big games? And believe me, tomorrow night, <sighs> the Dragons have got a really big game on because they've got to win all their last five matches, in my opinion. And they, and they need Frizzell. The game needs Frizzell. The, promote, the promoters, they need Frizzell. And at the end of the day, there seems to be a case that what happened was purely accidental. Yep. His eyeline was on the defensive line. His eyeline was on the attackers coming at the defensive line. He picked himself up off the ground and he was confronted by, and I won't say eye to eye with referee Chris James because that would nearly be impossible for Tyson Frizzell <laughs> to look eye to eye with Chris James. Yep. I mean, he's a very, very short man yes, without yeah, picking it, on him. It, it is. But at the end of the day, I think, and I've always thought, there has to be room for common sense yep. and discretion in the light of something like this. Yeah, Why would you sit down the probably the best New South Wales player in the comp- in the in the the state of origin tournament? Why would you sit him down for a match that's got a hell of a lot hanging on it tomorrow night? I'm not defending elbows. I'm not defending high shots. I'm not defending dangerous throws. I'm talking about a little accidental touch on the referee. Yeah, and he's bringing black boots back to the game. You've got to love him, Tyson. All right. That's the other good thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's got a bit of Welsh in him as well, and as you know, I love oh, the Welsh. I know. I've heard you and he sing a lot. It's terrific. Two-time major champion Stan Vavrinka has pulled out of the Olympics uh, through injury, leaving the Rio Games without half of the men ranked in the ATP's top ten. Statement issued by Vavrinka's management company said he felt increasing pain during that uh, Rogers Cup in Toronto last week and was ruled out by his doctor after an MR. Eye scan, and you've got to love the romance of this. For just the second time in FFA Cup history, a state level team has upset an A League side. Green Gully, the might of Green Gully, came from behind, scored twice through Liam Boland in the last minutes of the game to beat the Central Coast Mariners 2 1. First goal was a little bit controversial, but uh, Daniel Jones kicked the ball into Boland in the 85th minute, went straight into the net, which is terrific. The final goal was a sensational piece of work, but uh, you've got to love it when the underdog storms through Rabs and has a win. Absolutely right, but you haven't told us where Green Gully is. Green Gully is Western Melbourne, or the kind of Keeler Downs area. They played in the National Premier League uh, in Victoria. Uh, they've been around for a long, long time, Green Gully. Uh, but as I said, the mainly semi-professional guys who are, you know, real estate agents during the day, you know, world beaters at night. Got to love them. Got to love them. Yeah. Well played, Green Gully. We're going to chat with Wayne Beavis, Jared Haynes' manager, next on The Rush Hour. The update for Magic Glass. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Finals. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. It's a Wednesday rush hour. Tony Squires and Ray Warren with you. Well, it's the story of the day. No, I'll correct that. It's been the story of the week, the month, the year. Jared Hayne, where is he going? What is he doing? It's been a long time coming, but Jared Hayne's signature has hit an NRL contract. The surprise, I guess, for many is that contract belongs to the Gold Coast Titans. We now have the opportunity to have a chat with Wayne Beavis, who, of course, is Jared Haynes' manager. Wayne, g'day. Good afternoon, gents. When did Jared commit? We heard he put that uh, pen to paper. When in his head, in your head, when was the commitment made? Yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon. Okay, well, obviously the question is, I mean, the Eels, you know, they said they're disappointed. Fans say they're disappointed. How is he not playing in blue and gold? Well, the, the deal with the Titans has been ongoing for about a month. Uh, and was formalised uh, last weekend. Uh, we only received an informal offer from the Earls last Monday night. 
uh, and I'd had other formal offers on the table as well. Um, we told them that their offer was unacceptable and we didn't hear back from them until, and nothing in writing by the way, an informal offer is an informal offer, so it didn't give me much to work with. And uh, we had a formal offer on the table from the Titans and others and we weighed it all up and Jared wanted to play footy this year and there was an opportunity for him to play and so uh, he accepted their offer. So uh, he, did we... it with, he did it with a great amount of uh, disappointment because, you know, Jared's very mindful of, and, of everything that he's got has come from Parramatta. He's, you know, played World Cups and Test matches and State of Origins and a dual DLM winner and all that from Parramatta. So, you know, it was something that he had to wrestle long and hard with. But, you know, the circumstances were that we... We were waiting on Parramatta and they came to the party at the 11th hour, but uh, in an informal sense, and uh, we just had to move on. Can you give us any idea, um, Beaver, the difference in the informal offer and its amount compared with the amount that the, the Titans have offered to pay? No, I can't talk about confidentiality arrangements in contracts, but having said that, you know, it was reasonably significant and... That wasn't the main driver. I mean, you know, I think we'd be waiting, and I'm certainly not blaming Parramatta because I know they're fighting with the hands tied behind their back. But having said that, Jared wanted to play football. There's an opportunity for him to play this weekend, and we had to get moving. It's as simple as that. Would, would he have been able to play this year for Parramatta or not? I think so, if they'd have made an offer. How toe yeah. is he in terms of playing some footy? Because he's not had a lot of time on the paddock over the past 12 oh, months, no, has he? I'd, I'd suggest to you that he's probably not going to be match fit, but he's, uh, he's certainly fit enough. He looks well. Um, so, you know, I'd, I think that that's what he wanted to do and that's what we had to facilitate for him. Does this happen often, Wayne? I, I, I've been around the game probably longer than you, but I think most people are under the impression, unless you're registered by the June the 30th, then then all bets are off. You can't sign a contract with anybody after June 30. Are there many that's, examples that, like that's this? Correct. That's correct, club to club, but he's coming from another sport. He'd exited so the NRL. Is, yeah, is there an example, though, of a precedent that you oh, can remember? I don't know. I mean, this is all still subject to um, registration with the NRL. I'm sure that the Titans management have, have worked very hard on their end, and I'm sure the NRL are looking what they've submitted. And it'll be up to them to to accept or reject. But I'm I'd be reasonably confident that the deal will be accepted. You Can, see, I, I think Parramatta fans, by and large, were under the opinion because Jared, I seem to recall, did say, "If ever I come back to the game, I'll come back to Parramatta." Mm-hmm. Correct. So he wanted well, to play want this to... year, and Parramatta weren't quick enough in getting a proper, well, or should I we, say, we, getting a reasonable this... offer in. Right to now, I still haven't got anything in writing off Parramatta. No, that's, I understand that. But he, he is, I think, remembered as saying, thank you for letting me go. It won't be forgotten. If ever I come back, it'll be back to Parramatta. Yeah, that's fine. You can only come back if they make an offer. But you had you an informal offer. You can offer. the acceptable. Sorry? I said you did have an informal offer. And yes, obviously that arrived Monday the word night. informal I mean, is not as good as sorry. formal. We've been talk- well, you can't, you can't rely on it, Rabs. I mean, I can't. If I ring uh, you up okay. and say I'm going to give you 20000 tomorrow and I don't give it to you, what are you going to do about it? Well, under the old board, you certainly wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't take it with a grain of salt. But under the, under the administration of Donnelly, I would have thought he's a man of his word. But 
it sounds to me like their informal offer was way below what what he's been able to get. Reasonably below, but I don't think that was the catalyst for the decision, right? I really don't. Okay. I mean, Jared, Jared had been waiting. He'd been talking to other people in the club. We're not blaming anyone at the club. We understand the issues that they're dealing with. That's fine. But he had to make a decision about playing some football. And that's what he wanted to do. What's in, in, in terms of Jared, you spent a lot of time with him over this journey uh, going to the United States, obviously, mm-hmm. the talk about uh, the Fiji, the efforts there to get to Rio and the Olympics. In terms mm-hmm. of his motivation for this stretch of his career, what has it been? He said it's not cash. Is it about getting that premiership he hasn't got? What is his motivation oh, for being yeah, back here now? Tony. Yep. That's part of it. I, I think it's a, it's a new adventure. It's a new challenge for him. He likes to challenge himself. It's as simple as that. Um, he sees this as a you know an opportunity. We haven't signed long term there. We're not saying we won't stay there, but we've signed for a couple of years. We just want to get on with the job. He wants to play football again and just test himself. It's amazing how the pendulum swings, isn't it? With the Titans particularly, they had Daly Cherry Evans, and then he basically did a backflip and went back to Manly. And there's a bit of karma in all this, Wayne. Nathan Peets. I mean, they had to unload him to make themselves mm-hmm. salary cap compliant. Now he's finished up at the club where Jared Haynes going to play. Well, Ravage, you know, as you say, it takes lots of twists and turns. But Jared had never met the... You've got to remember, Jared had never met the Titans management until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Had never met with them. All the discussions that I'd had with the Titans. So, you know, I said to him on... I rang him on Tuesday morning. I said, mate, I've got an informal offer from Parramatta. This is what it is. I've got a formal offer from this outfit up here, which is substantial. And solid, you need to probably come up and have a chat to me and have a chat with these people. So he did. Yeah, well, he must be nothing than, other than impressed with what Neil Henry has done with that team this well, year. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. Hey, tell me this. Were my Dragons ever in the hunt? <laughs> well, I've got to say they had submitted a formal offer. Okay. So, you know, uh, look, the difficulty always is who's right and who's wrong. And I accept Parramatta did, did make an informal offer. But I can't rely on an informal offer. Neither can Jarrett. In this this big, heavy, wide world today, you just can't do those sort of things. You've got to have it in writing. Given that he wanted to play again this year. Yep. Yep. All right, mate. Thank you for, uh, for finding the time to talk to us tonight. Um, good luck with uh, with the rest of the season. He could. He obviously he's going to make make the finals. I would think. I just I wonder so. about his fitness, though, Wayne. That really is a worry. He's 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 a twenty eight year old. Um, yeah, I just wonder whether he's, he's a phenomenal athlete, as you know, mate. He's yeah. He spent five or six weeks in Fiji getting ready for the Rio Olympics, testing yeah. himself and his body shape into into some sort of neck. He'll be obviously gain, you know, shy, but I think uh, I think it won't take him long to get back to his best. Yeah. yeah, I remember having a beer or two, or maybe three or four, with you many <laughs> years ago when you dared to suggest that Tullick couldn't come back from uh, almost uh, almost from death. So I learned from that. You never bag a champion. You never doubt, you never doubt a champion, do you? 100%. Wayne Beavis, <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much. There he is. Jared Haynes, manager. See you, See you, mate. Wayne Beavis talking to us here on The Rush. Of course, anytime we give you some NRL content, it's all thanks to Totally Workwear. Thanks, mate.
This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Rush Hour Triple M, Ray Warren, Tony Squads, with you on this Wednesday evening when the story of the day has been the signature on a piece of paper belonging to the Gold Coast Titans. That signature, of course, is Jared Haynes. He will, uh, for I think, well, what we've been told is $1.2 million per season. He will be finishing this year. So Ramsey gets to run out and uh, strengthen that Titan side, which has got itself into finals contention with Neil Henry and those players who are predicted to you know, be at the bottom of the table. Coach of the year. Yeah, yeah absolutely year. amazing performance from him. He now has Jared Hayne as well on that list for the rest of this season and beyond. We're wondering what that means uh, to Parramatta fans, how devastated they are by it. Or you may be a fan of the game and think it's great that he is heading to the Gold Coast. Uh, Joe, g'day, what are your thoughts? Oh, hi, Rabs and Tony. Um, what a load of crap from Beavers. No formal offer. Please. The club agreed for him to go, and he knows what they're going through currently. You know, uh, c- could he not help them out? Really, all this is about Jared making up for the money that he's lost uh, when he went walkabouts. Simple as well, that. Well, fair enough. You can't put it any more succinctly than that. And I, I think a lot of Parramatta supporters would agree with you, but at the end of the day, money... Speaks all languages, mate. Thank you for your call. Thanks, Joe. Burnsy, good day. Yeah, how you going, mate? Yeah, good. What do you think? Um, just I'm devastated, really. Like the amount of uh, players that have come and walked away, or that were going to come that are walking away, is just ridiculous, mate. You know what I mean? It's pretty hard like, to keep a positive outlook as a para fan. Well, yeah, and, and what I said, what I said earlier, I think I, I, I need to repeat. You know, Max Donnelly is trying to get this club back into order, and. And I think Beavis even said said this. Keep in mind, he's a mate of mine, so I've got to declare that. But at the end of the day, Max Donnelly and Parramatta were handcuffed as to making a formal offer. Uh, and at the time that Beavis made his decision, obviously on behalf of Hayne, it was an informal offer he was dealing with. So he couldn't accept it. They were his words. Uh, I, I don't know that Parramatta... Parramatta weren't entitled to a little bit more respect than that. Yeah, Burnsy, as a, as a fan of Parramatta, what do you expect when he turns out in a, uh, a Titans jersey and plays against your team? Yeah, hopefully it's at Pertec, mate, because I'll be there and I'll be, it'll be a packed house and we'll be giving it to him. <laughs> right. I, th- I think <laughs> that gives you some indication. Thanks, buddy. Rabja. I think you can feel that, can't you? That certainly is uh, the yeah. indication. No, mate, I live in the area and I got to talk to a lot of people today and, and they were they were really dejected and felt let down by the the thought that they were happy to let this this talented superstar go on the understanding that he assured them that he'd come back to Parramatta if he came back to football. Yep. And I understand Parramatta is a train wreck. I understand all that. But surely they should have been given a little bit of benefit of the doubt and a little bit more time to get a formal offer, if that's if that's how important it is, get a formal offer together. Brent, good day. Yeah, how's it going, lads? Yeah, good, buddy. What do you think? Yeah, I feel betrayed, to be honest. At least uh, I remember back in 2004, Jamie Lyon walked out on the club. Yeah, it was pretty heartbreaking, but he didn't string us along with these, you know, lies. Just It's just really hard to take. You know, I've stood by this bloke, Jared Hayne, my whole life gone over to America I've supported him he's gone back to Fiji I've supported him he's told us all along if he comes back to the NRL he's kind of power up and he does this Brent did you have any doubt in your heart did you think he would be no. pulling on the blue and gold jersey 100% I was I was 
thinking what what uh, what would he uh, pose as for his statue at the front of Vertex. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking to tell you the truth, mate. Yeah, it is. Uh, in fairness uh, to him, though. And in fairness to Wayne Beavis, his manager, you know, the landscape of Parramatta was probably a fair bit different than it is now. I mean, it's easy with hindsight. Uh, he was saying, when I come back, if I come back, I'll come back to you. But the whole landscape changed basically from the time he went to the 49ers. So we, 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 should, make that, we should make that comment in amongst all of this. All right, Matt, finally, good day. Hi, how you going, guys? Not bad, what do you reckon? Mate, as a Parramatta fan, um, I, I look at it as a, as a job perfect, uh, perspective. Um, you know, NRL is a job nowadays, um, and it's gone to the era of the handshake. So whether it was a handshake agreement, he'd come back to Parramatta and play for Parramatta, you know, I wouldn't want to go back to Parramatta even if I did shake their hand, given the circumstances that they are in. I do feel yeah. for, you know, the rest of the Parramatta fans, the club... Um, especially but it, I look at it as if you're going for a job um, you know you've got good skills and then you've been offered another job more money it, you've got to look after yourself you know he's got a family he's got you know he's got things he's got to pay off you know like it's it's got to happen that way so yeah there's no doubt it is a business there's no pre- good pretending otherwise and he's certainly doing business at the moment alright Matt thank you so much thank you for your calls there are plenty of other yeah, callers and, and, online yes Rabs just adding to that though Tony you know it, it wasn't the same business that he left if we can put it in that simple form he left a business organisation known as the Parramatta Reels that wasn't it, it, it didn't look the same. It didn't even resemble the same business that he left 18 months or two years ago. That's true. This is a Rush Hour. You're listening to Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Sports Update. John Holland will make his test debut for Australia tomorrow in the second test against Sri Lanka. After being told by selector Rod Marsh that he'd be required to fly to Sri Lanka to join the squad, Holland realised that his passport had expired. You know you really are on the fringes of test selection <laughs> when you haven't bothered to look at your passport and whether, in fact, you can join the team in Sri Lanka, uh, old Johnny Holland. So he obviously had to do a bit of spin doctoring. Dutchy. Another Dutchy, exactly. Gee, Rabs, they're going to have to improve, aren't they? Because uh, it's going to be another absolute turning square wicket after what Herath and Sandakan did to the Australian batsman in that test in Candy. Yeah, uh, it, it's becoming embarrassing how we, uh, on the subcontinent, we just can't handle spin. Um, I don't know how you overcome that, but at the end of the day, it's becoming quite embarrassing, really. It is. But, but Dutchie, Dutchie's done no more than what I've done about five times. I let the damn thing expire mm-hmm. whenever there's an overseas trip coming up. <laughs> and then you have to get one rush through. Yeah, yeah and then they can't, they can't meet the deadline. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> That's right. So you don't have to fly anywhere. No, exactly right. Absolutely perfect. You're right, though. Rod Marsh has said that they've done everything they can to get Australia up to speed on those kind of uh, spinning pitches, including using Morley, uh, who is one of the greats of all time, has been part of their bowling team, but uh, hasn't worked so far. In massive news, dumped West Tigers hooker Robbie Farrah could find himself at Redfern next year with reports... South Sydney uh-huh. is considering offering him a two-year deal. What do you make of that, Rabs? I think it, uh, it's a good thing for Robbie particularly. Um, I think he's reached the point where he has to just uh, 
just tear up whatever contract he's got and, and go somewhere else like South. I thought he was a perfect fit for Cronulla, to be honest with you, yeah. with the retirement of Michael Ennis. But I would be thinking South would be talking about 250. Yep. So West Tigers would still be up for, if I can believe the rumours, they'd be up for about 700000 anyway. Yeah, exactly. So Rob doesn't lose any money, but I think South would get a bargain buy. I, again, I repeat, I thought he was made for Cronulla. But that's about how much I think he'd be he'd be getting from that club. A couple of young hookers at South Sydney. I think McGuinness there, uh, Cook, a yeah. couple of boys there. Yeah. who will be looking over their shoulder to see what goes on. Yeah, he's the same age as, as McGuinness, but uh, he certainly believes uh, he has got another another year in him. All right, an update on James Maloney's fight uh, at the judiciary. Uh, the prosecutor has given evidence uh, right now. Defence will begin to question James Maloney. Uh, of course, he is trying to get back on the field or stay on the field, facing two or three weeks suspension. Uh, let's hope he can do that. You've got a tip for me uh, for tomorrow night. Of course, those Dragons will be taking on the Broncos. Rabs in 10 seconds. Mm, well, they're both, you know, out of form at the moment. I just think that Brisbane will be too strong. Without Frizzell, without Dugan, I'd be going Brisbane. Thank you for your time. Lovely to chat to you. Catch up next time. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.